Hey guys, before we start the show, I just wanted to let you know that there is something new in our Wow in the World shop. Our very first Reggie t-shirt designed by one of you. Yep, the results of our Show Reggie Some Love contest are in, and we will be calling the winner at the end of this episode. So stick around for that. In the meantime, grown-ups, to find the official Reggie shirt for your wowzers, you can just go to wowintheworld.com and click on the shop. Once again, that's wowintheworld.com. All right, now on with the show. Okay, let's see here. Grappling hook. Check. My Tritec waterproof hiking boots. Check. And my one, two, three, four, twelve rock climbing hooks. Check. All right, I think I'm all set for. Hold on just a minute. Let me just get this backpack on here. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Oh, uh, hi, hi, Mindy. Good morning, Guy Raz. Hey, nice rock climbing hooks. Oh, thanks. They were on sale. And that is one massive backpack. It sure is, Mindy. 90 liters. Which is like a bajillion gallons. Uh, 24 gallons. Same difference. So what's all this stuff for, anyway? Uh... <laughs> <gasps> Light bulb! You're not about to go run off and live in the woods, are you? No, Mindy, I'm... Because I know my cooking can send some funky smells over here sometimes. No, Mindy, it's not that... And to be fair, my inventing can get pretty loud. At four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I know the light and water fountain show in my front yard keeps you up all night. I just don't understand why you want all those people coming to your front lawn every night. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Get out of my yard, Jerry! Well, you don't have to worry, Mindy. I'm not running away to the wilderness. Phew, that was a close one. I'm actually going to visit my Aunt Helga. You know, the one that lives up in the Rocky Mountains, and the only way to get there is uh, to, well, hike. Aunt Helga. Oh, wasn't she the one who DJed your last science theme house party? <laughs> you can call me DJ Enzyme because I'm about to break it. Kids, you love wordplay, just like my grandson. Now, the last time I saw him... Man, that party was galactic. Especially Aunt Helga's famous E equals MC squared lemon squares. Delish! You know, we should totally introduce her to Grandma G-Forest. They'd get along so well. I mean, they've got so much in common, they could be related. <gasps> Guy Raz... Yes? Could we be related? No. Man. Anyway, ever since Aunt Helga moved to the Rockies, well, just read this letter I got from her. Hmm, let me see here. Um, she says, There aren't many people that come to visit me in my cabin these days. 
The only company I have are the mountain goats. Oh, man, Guy Raz, that sounds really lonely. That's why I thought I'd pay her a visit. Oh, that's a great idea, Guy Raz. We should definitely go and see her. Uh... After all, studies show that being social and hanging out with friends is really good for your health. Wait, good for your health? Yep. Let me get on my hiking boots, and I'll tell you all about it on our way there. I know they're in my backpack here somewhere. Now, if only I could find my backpack. Hmm. You lost your backpack? Well, no. I mean, I know it's in my closet. Okay. Now, if only I could find my closet. You can't find your closet? Yeah, so the problem with living in a gingerbread mansion is that every time you eat it and then rebuild, you forget where you've put all your rooms. Right. Okay, so I'm just going to head back home and see if I can find that closet. Don't go anywhere. Uh, um, uh, Mindy? I mean, it's got to be in there somewhere, right? Mindy? Come to think of it, did I even rebake a closet? Mindy! What? What's that on your back? Oh, that's just my backpack. Oh, that's my backpack. Oh, there it is. Thanks for helping me find it. No worries. Now, let me just see what we've got in here. Um... You know, Mindy, it's usually polite to ask people if you can come before joining them on a hike. What are you talking about? You weren't just going to go by yourself, were you? Well... I mean, all that peace and quiet. Ugh. Yeah, who would want that? Exactly. Oh, here they are. Eh. There we go. Mindy, what on earth are those? What do you mean, what are those? Well, those hiking boots are covered in fur and have two massive cow horns poking out of the sides. Oh, yeah. That's because they're my Viking boots. Thanks, Jed. Mindy. Don't worry, Guy Raz. They're still waterproof. And they provide a surprising amount of ankle support. Okay, let me just lock up here. Security laser grid. Armed and ready. All right, good to go. Ah, the great outdoors. Peace, quiet, serenity. Ugh, I know. Imagine if I wasn't here. You'd have to put up with all of that peace and quiet and serenity all by yourself. Yeah. So, anywho, about this research I mentioned. About how being social makes you healthy? Yeah. So, these researchers at the University of Michigan found that people who had a lot of friends and hung out with their family more often lived longer than those who didn't. Really? Yep. And the researchers surveyed almost 5,000 people for this. And a survey is kind of like a scientific list of questions used to collect information from people. Exactly. So they got almost 5,000 people from Alameda County near San Francisco to fill out a list of questions that would show how social they were. So questions like... Are you married? How often do you stay in contact with your family? What kinds of friend circles do you hang out with? So what happened? Well, those 5,000 people told the researchers to mine their own beeswax. What, really? Nah, they answered all the questions. Mandy. And then the researchers took their answers and assigned each person with a number. So a low number meant that you weren't very social. And a high number meant that you had friends coming out your ears. Huh. 
Wow. And then the researchers followed the health of these 5,000 people over the next nine years. And Guy Raz, you'll never guess what they found. What? The researchers found that those people they gave a high number to? You mean the people that had lots of friends and spent more time with their families? Right. So those people were twice as likely to live longer than those who weren't very social and were given a lower number. Wow, that's incredible, Mindy. I guess being a social butterfly really does have an effect on how healthy you are. It's probably why Reggie's lived so long. He's the most popular pigeon I know. It's also the only pigeon I know. You know, come to think of it, he does have an awful lot of people over to his birdhouse for seeds and spa water on Saturdays. I know, and we've never been invited. Hmm. Oh, it's starting to get kind of cold out here, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the closer we get to the Rocky Mountains, the colder it's going to get. Okay, let me just get out my hat here. Ah, here we go. Mindy, I told you to bring a hiking hat. Not a Viking hat. I like to dress in themes. Huh, I see. Crocheted the horns myself. Yeah, nice touch. <gasps> what was that? Well... But what? If we're where I think we are... Where are we? I would make an educated guess that that was a gray wolf. A gray wolf? Those terrifying top-of-the-food-chain predators that skulk around by themselves attacking farm animals and howling at the moon? Well, actually, Mindy, I just learned that the whole idea of a lone wolf is kind of a myth because wolves are actually one of the most social species we know of. And they often hunt and travel in packs. Here, listen. Do you hear it? Yeah, that's a lot of wolves. And it's not just wolves, Mindy. There are actually a whole bunch of animals that, like us humans, thrive on being social. Really? Really. From dolphins to gorillas to wolves. All of these animals survive because of the connections they make with other members of their species. And these types of animals are called social animals. Social animals, huh. And Mindy, there's so much we can learn from these social animals. Like what? Well, take one of the most social animals we know. Which is? The ant. The ant? They don't even make sounds. Well, I know, but certain insects like ants and bees and even some wasps, well, they belong to a group of social animals called eusocial species. Uh, who social species? Eusocial species. And in eusocial species, each member of the group is given a specific job to perform. And each of those jobs helps contribute to the group as a whole. Everyone pitches in. Exactly. So, like in an ant's nest, for example, there's the queen, then there are the worker ants, and then there are the soldier ants. That's right. Everyone has a job. And so, what are we learning from these ants? Well, Mindy, scientists from Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, have been studying ants to try and figure out the best way to evacuate a building. And by evacuate, you mean getting everyone out of a building when there's an emergency. That's right. Well, um, Guy Raz? Yeah? I don't mean to point out the obvious, but, um, how do I put this? Um, 
Ants don't live in buildings. They live in anthills. I know that, Mindy. But what the scientists at Monash University were studying was how these ants evacuated their anthills when they were in danger. What did they want to find out? Well, the scientists wanted to see if there were any lessons that we humans might be able to take away from these ants and then use those lessons in how to evacuate buildings. Huh. So is the idea that ants are better at evacuating than us humans? Well, that's the idea, yes. So what makes them so much better? Well, when ants evacuate an anthill, they're able to keep a rule in their minds that we humans tend to forget when we're panicking. Oh no, what's the rule? Because I can tell you right now, Guy Raz, I probably break that rule every time I freak out. Well, the rule is that sometimes slower is faster. Sometimes slower is faster. Ah, yeah. I definitely break that rule. (sighs) So you mean like the tortoise and the hare? Yeah, kind of like that. And the researchers found that when ants are evacuating, they stay calm. They move slowly and they politely let other ants pass around them and in front of them as they exit. Wow, I had no idea that ants were so civilized. So you mean they don't push and shove and butt each other in line trying to get there first? No, they don't rush to try and save their own lives, but instead they move slower for the good of the group. Huh, interesting. And, Mindy, the scientists observed that the slower the average speed of each ant meant that the group of ants, as a whole, was evacuated faster. So in this case, slower really is faster. Yeah. How exactly are the scientists using this information to help evacuate our own human buildings quicker? Well, for starters, by experimenting with a technique to actually block a part of an exit in a building. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the phone, Guy Raz. You're telling me that in order to evacuate a building quicker... Yes? These scientists are saying that you've got to block the exits of the building with something? Well, I know it sounds crazy, Mindy, but after studying these ants for two years, that's the conclusion that these scientists came to. By putting something in front of the exit to block part of the exit, it forces people to slow down. And in turn, it gets the group as a whole out a lot quicker. Wow, I never would have thought of that. I mean, you have to admit, Mindy, it's kind of brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guy Raz, did you just make a pun? Maybe I did, Mindy. I'm so proud of you. Before you know it, you're going to be a genuine pun slinger like me. Okay, hold on, Mindy. Let, let me just check my map and compass to actually see where we are right now. Ooh, kicking it old school. Paper map, huh? Yeah, we should be getting pretty close to Aunt Helga's house right about now. Really? It only feels like we've been walking for like 10 minutes and we didn't even start in Colorado. I know, right? Time flies when you're talking social science. And being a social animal, having fun equals spending time with your best friend. That's right. 
Christ. If only Reggie could be here. What? But you know, Guy Raz, not all animals are social like us. What do you mean? Well, some animals actually prefer spending time alone as opposed to hanging out with other members of their own species. Hmm. You know, like how you get after one of our big adventures where you just need a little me time, but without me. Well, I do enjoy solitude with my stack of London Review of Books. Exactly. And, and slowly watching kombucha brew. Yeah, and... And sprouting mung beans in the middle of the night. Guy Ross! No, sorry, Mindy. I was just thinking about all the things I was going to do after we get back from this adventure. Anywho, as I was saying, some animals prefer to live alone. These animals are called solitary animals. Solitary animals, huh? Yep. So, for example, tigers are solitary animals, and so are octopuses and even pandas. Huh. So I can understand the benefits of being in a group where everyone can help each other out. But what possible benefit could an animal get from going it all alone. Well, there are a few reasons why scientists think that these animals actually prefer to go solo. Really? What are they? Well, the most common reason is that they want to avoid competition with each other. Huh. So you mean they're not competing over the same food in the same area, for example. Exactoritos. But even these solitary animals do spend some time in groups or pairs. What for? Well, usually because they want a mate or they want some help taking care of the babies. Huh. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you got to teach that little tiger cub how to hunt before he can fend for himself. Yep. And as it turns out, being antisocial might even mean living longer for some of these animals, like um, like the marmot. The marmot? Yeah. So as it turns out, this cat-sized furry little rodent lives way longer when it decides to go its own way and fly solo. Only, it doesn't fly. Oh, yeah, I know marmots. They kind of look like big guinea pigs and live in the mountains. Yeah, and so this biologist... A scientist who studies life on Earth. So this biologist, Daniel Bloomstein from the University of California, he spent the last 13 years tracking these furry little marmots. And what was he doing? He was just taking notes on how they interacted with each other and how long they lived for. So what did he find? Well, the first thing you have to know is that marmots are neither social nor a solitary animal. What? You can't put everything in a box, Guy Raz. The marmot is what's known as a socially flexible animal, meaning that they usually live alone, but if their population grows too large or their habitats get too small, well, they'll team up to help each other out. Oh, that's so nice. So this research team followed 11 different colonies or groups of marmots right here in the Rocky Mountains for 13 years. Well, 13 years is a long time, so what were they looking for? Well, they were spying on the marmots to see how they acted with each other. You know, like how they groomed each other, how they foraged for food together, and how they played. And what did they find? Well, Daniel and his team of researchers found that marmots that went their own way lived for two years longer than the marmots who lived in colonies or groups. Which, for a marmot, is a pretty big chunk of time. Exactly. So marmots usually live for about 15 years or so. So living two extra years would be like you or me getting an extra 10 or 12 years added on to our lives. Oh, man. I mean, imagine 
how many hundreds and thousands of London reviews I could get through in that time. I'm not going to imagine that, Guy Raz. So why do these marmots live longer, Mindy? Well, it's hard to know for sure, but Daniel and his team of researchers believe that it could be for a whole bunch of reasons. Such as? Such as when marmots live in larger groups, it's easier for them to pass things like diseases on to one another. Oh, yeah, like when someone at school has the flu and then a week later everyone has the flu. Exactly like that. But another reason might be the fact that they are terrible snorers. Terrible snorers? Okay, well, not exactly, but these researchers did point out that noisy sleeping patterns could wake up other members of the colony during hibernation. Hibernation being that big, long sleep that some animals do through the winter. You got it. But once you wake up from hibernation, it's really hard to nod off again. And I imagine there's not a whole lot of food around in the winter either. Nope. So they just go hungry. Yikes. Yikes is right. Who knew that spending some quality time alone could be so good for you? Well, if you're a marmot. Glad we're not marmots. Why is that? Because then we wouldn't be best friends and you'd have to do this hike all by yourself. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Forgot about that. Are we almost there, Guy Raz? I feel like we've been walking forever. Well, let's see, Mindy. According to our map... Yeah, what does it say? And these instructions Aunt Helga gave me... What did she tell you? We should be almost there. Okay, she wrote right here, If you do decide to visit me, you can find my cabin on the tallest peak of the tallest mountain range in North America. Huh. She couldn't have just given you a zip code or something? I guess not, but this is the tallest peak in the Rockies, Mindy. Whoa. How are we going to get all the way up there? Uh, well... You didn't think this far through, did you? Uh, not really. Well, don't you worry your pretty little head about it, Guy Raz. I'm just going to ask those mountain goats over there for some help. Mountain goats? Hey, kids! Hey, Mindy, wait, wait up! <sighs> Excuse me, sir. Sorry, Billy. Wait, Billy the kid? Really? No relation. Yeah, gotcha. You must get that all the time. Wow, two or three times a day? You gotta be kidding me! Sorry, bad joke. Mindy. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Um, Mr. Kid, I have a favor to ask you. You see, me and my buddy Guy Raz over here are visiting his Aunt Helga on the top of this mountain, and we were hoping for a ride up. Yeah, Aunt Helga. Wait, you know Aunt Helga? They know Aunt Helga? You're going there now? Oh, well, that's great news. Oh, thank you so much. Mindy, these goats know Aunt Helga? How? I don't know. You don't know? You you were just speaking goat. What? No, I don't speak goat, Guy Raz. That would be ridiculous. What? Now hop on that one over there. They're going to give us a ride. What is it with you and riding animals that are obviously too small to be ridden? Don't think about it too much, Guy Raz. Now, let me just get my goat riding saddle out of my backpack here. Goat riding what? Saddle. You brought yours, right? You know what? It must have slipped my mind. No worries, buddy. I brought a spare. Well, you always do have my back, Mindy. Well, that's what social animals do, Guy Raz. We look out for each other. That's true. Now put that saddle on Billy's goat friend over there, and I'll saddle up on Billy. Come on, we gotta get going. All right, let me just see here. Yep, easy does it. Just like you'd ride a dolphin. Uh, Okay. 
There we go. Now just to hop on and... Come on, catch your balance. Careful, careful. Okay, Billy and Guy Raz, I think we're ready to go. Wait, I think I do, Mindy. It sounds like it sounds like a wild party going on. Look, I think it's coming from up there. In that cabin? Yeah. Wait a minute, Mindy. That's Aunt Helga's cabin. I recognize it from the photos she sent. Well, I guess we're here. Um, thanks for the ride, Billy. And thanks, um oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch your name. Seriously? Billy the Kid and Vincent Van Goat? Come on, Mindy, we gotta go. Uh, thanks, thanks, Billy. Thanks, Vincent. Whew, well, finally, here we are. What on earth is happening in there? I don't know, but I guess we're about to find out. All of you crazy kids, get on the dance floor. No, no, not you kids, the kids, the goats, the kids. Oh, get down with your bad shells. Look at this place. It's filled with dancing mountain goats. I can see that, Mindy. I, I guess Aunt Helga really is a social animal after all. More like a party animal. You could say that again. More like a... I didn't mean for you to say that again. Hey, you want to dance? Uh, I'm, I'm not really the dancing type, Mindy. Oh, come on, I'll show you some social animal moves. I call this one Ants in the Pants. Oh, uh, Mindy, no. no. <laughs> For you. Support for this podcast and the following message for parents come from Stonyfield Organic Kids. If you like organic stuff and your kids like yummy stuff, Stonyfield makes it easy. With a whole bunch of organic yogurt treats like convenient cups, pouches, smoothies, and tubes, they're always ready to go. Best of all, Stonyfield is made without the use of toxic persistent pesticides, artificial hormones, antibiotics, or GMOs. If you're ready for yum, visit stonyfield.com NPR. Support also comes from Fully. Fully's collection of standing desks and active sitting chairs are designed to help kids channel their abundance of energy to be more engaged and focused. From product selection, delivery, to customer service, Fully has your back every step of the way. Give your kids the freedom to move and set them up for a lifetime of healthy habits. To learn more, go to fully.com wow. Fully, active furniture for healthy, active kids. Hello, just dropping in to remind you about Here and Now. We cover the day's most essential news with context so you know the why and what's next. A fast-paced snapshot of the world every day. Listen to Here and Now on NPR One or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it. Back to the show. Oh, Guy Raz, I just remembered something. Yes? Before we end the show, we've got a very important call to make. Hand me the number. Okay. Dialing, 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 dialing. Ringing, ringing, ringing. Hello. Good morning. May we speak to Zana, please? It's me. Hey, Zana, do you know who this is? Uh, Mindy and Guy Raz? 
You got it? I can't believe she recognizes our voices, Guy Raz. Wow. Susanna, can I ask you a personal question? Um, depends. Well, I'm going to ask it anyway. Susanna, <laughs> have you ever won anything in your life? Like, sports, definitely not. Yeah. I've never really entered an art contest. Until a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Well, Zana, the reason we're calling you right now is to tell you that out of over 600 entries, your drawing of our Reggie has won our Show Reggie Some Love contest. Yay! (laughs) The voters have spoken, and you, my friend, are taking home all the marbles. (laughs) Guy Raz? Tell the contestant what she's won. Santa, your Reggie design is already on an official Wow in the World t-shirt. It's available in our shop. You can find it by going to wowintheworld.com and clicking on shop. Your design, the design that you drew of Reggie is now an official t-shirt. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy. Zana, we both loved your Reggie design on this t-shirt so much that we fought over it. We couldn't decide who got to wear it first, so we ultimately decided to wear it together. Two heads, one neck hole. Uh, Mindy, why do you always make me squeeze into these shirts and do these crazy things? Uh. Don't worry, Zana. He'll be fine. Plus, it's only for a few more weeks. Uh. Zana, I have a question for you. What? We showed your drawing to Reggie, and he thought he was looking in the mirror. How did you know what Reggie looked like? Well, um, I searched online for all the pictures I could get. I found a good picture, so I just tried to copy it down myself on paper, use different colors, uh, drew you guys on him, and then just sent it in. Hoping it would get picked. <laughs> well, Zana, it did get picked, first by our panel of esteemed judges, and then by all of the other Wow in the World listeners who voted on it. We love your drawing, and most importantly, Reggie loves your drawing. Yay! And now everybody else who loved your drawing will get to wear it on their own Wow in the World t-shirt. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Yes, I'm so happy. Well, Zana, thank you so much for sharing your imagination with us and for listening to our show and for all of the wow that you and the 600-plus other contestants have added to our world with your Reggie drawings. Yes. You all have made this so much fun. I listen to your podcast every night, seriously. Every night. And Zana, don't forget. Oh, no. Don't forget to always drink Kale juice. I know, I know, I know. And some farro and quinoa as well. You want to make sure that you're eating healthy foods to keep your brain sharp and smart. I know. Well, Zana, we know that you've got a big day of school out there in Denver, Colorado, but we just wanted to start your morning off with some good news. Thanks again. Congratulations. Congratulations, Anna. And keep on wowing. Thank you so much. (laughs) And for anyone else interested in wearing our very first Reggie t-shirt for Wow in the World, designed by Zana herself, we've got them up for sale in our shop right now. Grown-ups, just go to wowintheworld.com and click on the shop. Once again, that's wowintheworld.com. Wow in the World. 
Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Wow in the World. And if you want to keep the conversation going, check out some of the questions we've posted on this episode at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more details on how your kids can become part of the world organization of wowzers. Lots of cool perks, exclusive T-shirts, autographed pictures of us, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. With help from Thomas Van Kalken, Chelsea Urson, and Jessica Bodie. Meredith Halpern Ranzer is the big boss. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop Ups. You can find more of their awesome all ages music at thepopups.com. And parents and teachers, if you want to send us an email, our address is hello at wowintheworld.com. Grownups, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wow in the World. And if you want to be featured at the end of the show, call us up and tell us your Wow in the World. Our phone number is 1 888 7 Wow. That's 1 888 7 Wow Wow. And parents, if you want to upload any photos or videos or messages to us, please visit wowintheworld.com and find a link where you can do just that. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or however you get your podcasts. Leave us a few stars and a review and be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time, keep on wowing. Wow in the World was made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR. Hello, just dropping in to remind you about On Point, the NPR show where we take you behind the headlines. On Point talks with newsmakers and real people about issues that matter most. Listen to On Point now on NPR One or wherever you listen to podcasts.